In Session with Dr. Farid Hulakwi. Good evening. Welcome to In Session. I'm your host, Dr. Fadi Tolaku, and I'll be with you for the next hour here on Radio Hamra. I have a guest tonight, so I won't be taking any calls. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or like my page on Facebook to get updates on the show or suggest books or topics for the program. And the shows are uploaded at the end of each week to my SoundCloud page and podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let me introduce my guest for tonight. You probably know her already. Nazanin Noor is an actor, writer, comedian, and voiceover artist. She recently made her off-Broadway debut at Playwrights Horizons in the play Wish You Were Here by Sanaz Tusi. She can currently be seen on Showtime in the film A Thousand Little Cuts, and she can be heard voicing the character of Mahin in the audiobook version of Sapphire Spring, written by Christopher Rice. And if you're in the LA area, you can check her out doing stand-up comedy at the Flappers Comedy Club, October 14th at 7.30 p.m. Nazari Noor, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. And so um, many of you, I'm sure, have seen your work, seen you online, and are familiar with your voice and your face. I was a big fan of your work and wanted to have you on for a while. And we planned this a while ago, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe more than a month ago. And even then, we wanted to talk about some social issues, including things like women's rights, women's uh, issues related to entertainment, Mm -hmm. issues of that sort. However, in that intervening time, as we all know, things have really begun to happen in Iran with protests after the killing of Masa Amini, which we will talk about. Mm -hmm. And so we knew that there really was no other topic we could talk about tonight other than that. So I appreciate you being flexible and not only flexible about the topic, but last week I was very excited to be having you on the show. And then we learned that there was a candlelight vigil at the federal building here in Los Angeles to honor Mm -hmm. the life of Masa Amini. And so we decided that rather than talking about the issues, we should go do something about it and and support that candlelight vigil and protest. So, um, Yeah, I spoke a whole lot there just introducing the topic that we're going to get into. But thank you so much for coming on. And not only that, let me actually thank you for you. And there's been many other voices who have been so prominent in sharing news, sharing your opinions about this issue online. And I know it's really had a big impact. So I want to thank you on behalf of the whole Iranian community for doing that. My pleasure. It's, as we say, vazi fama. It's part of my job to use my platform to do as much good as possible, which is what I always wanted to do in this industry. So I'm happy to, you know, lend my voice to people who need it. Well, you're doing it and doing it very, very loudly and making your voice heard. Thank you. so maybe we can just, you know, I know most people listening know about what is going on, but just to kind of give the context, maybe if you'd like to share, you know, about what happened and what mm-hmm. sparked these, you know, this uprising that we currently see. Yeah. So it started with the murder of Masa Jina Amini. Um, she was caught by Iran's morality police. Um, caught's the wrong word. She was stopped by Iran's morality police. She was in, according to reports, you know, she was uh, in Tehran with her family. Um, on vacation, and she was stopped for improper hijab. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, her headscarf was not on, you know, deemed worthy of the Islamic Republic's morality police. And she was uh, taken from her family uh, and put in a van. And reports state that her head was banged into the van. 
that she was hit with a baton in the head as well. Um, and that they were taking her to a, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a course that they have to take. Um, mm-hmm. it's like some kind of relearning, yeah. re-education, yes, Something a re-education like that, yeah. course. Um, and then they were going to release her, but uh, she, there's footage of her too, CCTV footage that she, mm-hmm. pa- she uh, faints and passes out and they take her to the hospital. She falls into a coma and then she dies the next day from her injuries. Um, so that sparked yeah. this huge uprising, this protest, this movement. And as we've discussed before, you know, this isn't about, this isn't just about compulsory hedge-up. This is a powder keg moment mm-hmm. um, sparked by this uh, murder of this yeah. young woman. And it's indicative of a bigger issue and thing that Iranians in Iran are fighting for, which is freedom and to not live under the repressive theocratic government of the Islamic Republic of Iran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think very, very well said that it's about Mahsa Amini, but it's also about so much more than than her. She has uh, become a symbol of what so many people have suffered, both death or even if they haven't been killed by the authorities, they've faced you know, persecution, discrimination, censorship, censorship. I, I don't know if I've met a woman who has been to Iran, even for like a month, mm-hmm. who has not experienced some type of negative interaction with the quote unquote morality police or something related to that. So I her have, story is everyone's story. Yes, please. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, yeah. you hit the nail on the head. I, um, I have had two brushes that I remember in my memory. One was, um, it was the first time I was in Iran. I was nine years old and that's the age that you're required to start wearing a hijab and my family didn't ask me to wear one because they didn't want me to feel Mm. different and Mm -hmm. my first time there they didn't want to put that pressure on me um and so i just remember we were going to an amusement park we were at the amusement park and two officers walked up to my aunts and uncles and i just remember them saying why isn't she wearing a rusari and and i was always tall for my age so i assumed that they thought i was older and my family tried to explain oh you know she's actually only eight and Mm. she just got here from america oh we don't know it's okay we'll we'll put it on we'll put it on and they kind of let me go because of that Mm -hmm. and then the second time was i was 29 i believe and i was walking back from the park with my cousins and my sister uh we just got ice cream we're just walking back to my uncle's house and we're laughing we're having fun and then the police car pulls up and like blocks our path two guys get out they asked for our carte meli, which is the international, I'm sorry, the national ID card in Iran. And they were asking us, how are you guys related? Are you mm-hmm. related with, you know, my cousin, my male cousin stepped in, these are my cousins. And um, they're like, why are you not wearing your headscarves properly? What are you laughing about? Like, you know, it was very scary. Mm-hmm. And um, my cousin again explained, I'm so sorry, these are my cousins, here's their ID card, we're just walking home, we were just having ice cream, oh, it probably fell off, they're American, they don't know, they don't know. Okay, well, they let us go again because of that, and so, um, you know, I always felt a tremendous amount of guilt at that, too, Mm. because I got let go because somebody made an excuse for me of not being from the country, but I am still Iranian, you know, I consider myself Iranian, so it's not fair that I got to leave and Mm -hmm. I had no repercussions, and someone like Masa, I mean, he gets murdered for the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, you know, uh, there's so much to speak on, but what you just shared, I saw a post of yours that really, I saw a lot of other people sharing was about this like guilt, almost like a survivor's guilt or the the guilt where we don't have to, as myself, I was born and raised in the United States, Mm -hmm. have to experience really the persecution and the, this, 
the, the just the horrific conditions that individuals experience in Iran. And yeah. I think that was really powerful. And a lot of people, I think it resonated for Iranians in the diaspora outside of Iran. Uh, maybe you can speak on that a little bit. Yeah, about how, how that feels. Yeah, that experience. Oh, yeah. the experience. Yeah, it just, um, I feel like being Iranian in the diaspora means you just always have this dodel, this like, you know, you're uh-huh. of two hearts of... Um, being thankful and showing gratitude for living in a country where you have your freedoms, mm-hmm. which obviously that can also be contested because, you know, we we are fighting for our own things in America too, but it's nowhere near the yeah. level of what yeah. Iranians have experienced in Iran and it's not comparable at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then feeling that gratitude for being here, but then feeling this tremendous guilt um, and sometimes even shame mm-hmm. in a way that it's almost like, we're sitting here and, and we're trying to be their voice. We're trying to be the voice of the people inside of Iran, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have this feeling of, oh my God, is that is that even right? Like, mm. why do I get to, why am I the one that gets to do that? You know, they should be able to do that and they can't. So of course that's, we're going to do it for them. But you just feel this like, like a shame that you're not there with them to stand yeah. with them and support them. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I get absolutely. to do it from here, but I'm not out in the streets in Iran. Mm-hmm. I'm not risking my life. They're risking their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, the least I could do is use my platform to talk about it. So yeah. yes, it's like a shame and guilt. Yeah, thing. I mean, it's kind of, you know, you said Vazifa. It's like our, it's our responsibility or duty, yeah. I think, to do whatever we can. It's limited. There's there's so much, only so much we can do, but our duty is always going to be to meet that at capacity. Yeah. But you're bringing up these feelings, you know, guilt, shame. And I think, Everyone I've talked to, I mean, when we see these images, these videos of the people in Iran, the the range of emotions that I think it's bringing up for everyone, I mean, from being inspired to being hopeful, to being worried, to being scared, to being saddened, to being angered. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's so much. And everyone I talk to, I mean, as a psychologist, almost every client I talk to is t- like, that's one of the focuses, like how much it's affecting all of us. And I don't even know how to begin to talk about what we see these people doing there. When you talk about, yeah, the least we can do is these things. And you're seeing they're doing the most possible, which is like literally risking their lives mm-hmm. and lives have already been lost in the protests. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on where you, when you even listen to this radio show or podcast, it's probably going to be more than it is today, sadly. As far as because, we know, it's around 60, but yeah, also who knows Yes, the actual confirmed numbers. And that was as of this morning. Yeah. So. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, and you see this in those pictures, and there's that famous video now of I think it's Hadis Najafi, who was 20 years old. Yes, and maybe a bit about that. Sure. Apparently, the video is of a girl who went to protest, but is it is not, not of, of her. her. Okay. But she did go. Yeah. Hadis did go, and she was killed. Yeah, and she was but 20 years old. It's not the same girl as this. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of haze of war. So that, kind of things going on but there have been many young individuals have been killed yeah. um and it's just been it's been a lot it's just been so much for us again it's like and then as i say that i'm like okay who am i to say it's a lot for me to deal with when they're the ones Absolutely. going through it but it's been this collective agony collective bring it's also brought people together yeah. in a way it's which, united a lot of us yeah which i have not i have not seen this level of unity in the iranian community in probably my whole life yeah so yeah, which is quite, it's saying something. I think we've seen, and we've seen these, you know, there's so many mixed feelings because of the movements we've seen in the, in the past, just even yes. in recent years. Right. And, you know, I, I think we were speaking about this earlier today, but there's this, always this feeling when you're in something, it always feels more real. So you just want to be careful, like, okay, it feels different, but does it feel different because I'm in it now right. or is it different? But really for many people I've talked to, they see a lot of differences 
this time versus in the past. I agree with you in the sense that I remember when the Aubon protests were happening in November 2019. 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I distinctly remember that because we were all trying to make noise for it the same way we are now. Mm -hmm. And the media outlets did not pick it up the way that they should have. And so it did die down, unfortunately. Yeah. regardless of how hard Iranians in the diaspora were fighting to get it heard. And the level of people with large platforms and names in America and abroad that have been sharing this story mm-hmm. is infinitely higher than it was for Aubon. Yeah. I, I don't even remember seeing anybody no. of note, mm-hmm. um, you know, post about Aubon. But now it's, it is everywhere you have pop stars and actors and i mean and it sounds it it might sound silly but it actually isn't because unfortunately the way our media works is whatever is trending quote Mm -hmm. unquote and Mm -hmm. whatever everybody's talking about is what they're going to report on yeah so it does help to share all these things it does help to ask people with big platforms to do stuff like that absolutely yeah it's an attention economy and attention you know society and so it's that's the reality it's not yeah yeah, maybe it's some you know another way of reform that we want to have is like making things that matter Mm -hmm. really be the things we value but at this time definitely if you're getting some high profile people to talk about something it can lead to action lead to saving lives and that's all we you know at the end of the day we care about I think you were saying you heard some I don't know if it was Justin Bieber or someone had posted and you were talking about that it was Bieber and and Haley Bieber and Dua Lipa is talking about on her podcast and uh, the the Hadid sisters I mean this is so people with big platforms who are not Iranian and they don't have to speak up for us, but they're choosing to. And that says a lot. Yeah. And I think there's so many things going on. You know, you're saying that this is kind of a powder keg moment. Like so many things were boiling in Iran um, and so many issues. And this is, we also see something where this is a woman's revolution, or at least that's like at the forefront of it. Definitely leading some efforts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that could be something really monumental as well and mm-hmm. might lead to we're hoping for different outcomes and that's one of the emotions i feel every day mm-hmm. hopeful and then afraid to be hopeful like every single day the cautious optimist yes yeah yeah and it's really just it's a lot and so um we are at a commercial break but i am joined tonight by nazani noor and we're discussing what's happening in iran and actually, maybe we can talk about things we can do. I know, as I mentioned, you've been doing a lot. How people can get involved mm-hmm. from afar, what, whatever we can do. Uh, so we'll be right back after this. Welcome back again, my guest tonight, Nazani Noor. And we're discussing the situation in Iran and also things that we can do to get involved. I, I do also want to say, you know, we're talking about all the emotions. I, even during the break, looked up and saw some videos and... There's also just so much heartbreak where you know, I saw you know videos of people who've been shot and they can't even get admitted to the hospitals. I mean, the, hor- the horrific yeah. things that are happening. And I don't know if we touched on this yet, but you know, as as always happened in these situations, the government has shut down internet access right. to try to limit the spread of information, the spread of video and footage and things back and forth between Iran and outside. And so we're even seeing we're sure just a fraction of what's going on, but. What we're seeing is just horrific scenes. And a lot of us are getting, um, a lot of us that have been using our platforms to speak out, myself included, have been receiving videos from, I, I'm receiving videos constantly from people I don't know, and they're just asking me to please post hmm. it. It's like, this is my city right now. Uh, there was a video that someone sent me, firsthand account of the, the I, I posted it, I think, uh, last night. Um, there was a young man that was shot, and his friends had taken him to the door of the hospital, but they wouldn't. The, the video panned and they showed the nurse like wasn't mm-hmm. opening the door and you could tell one. she mm-hmm. was uh, torn on what to do mm-hmm. but they didn't open the door for him so that definitely is happening yeah. um 
and yeah there's just a lot of accounts of everything happening yeah. i mean there's women there are videos tons of videos of women taking off their headscarf and literally walking in just you know what you would wear here in america i've seen people yeah. in sundresses walking down the street mm -hmm. um in in protest i've seen uh but there was a video from last night a woman did the same thing she was in a sundress and sneakers no hijab or anything mm. walked up toward the police i mean this is that's bravery yeah that's bravery yeah. me and you walking and marching two years ago for blm that wasn't bravery of us that was just what we should do as humans yeah them walking toward police that can literally kill them for what mm -hmm. they're doing that's bravery oh yeah um and she was knocked down and they started beating her up this young girl so gosh yeah i don't it's it's a lot it's it's a lot and yeah it's just um yeah it does put things in when you talk about perspective like sometimes i see this and you think about things that you face in your life or mm -hmm. things you go through and you're like look at what they are doing you just don't, it's just i'm just amazed blown away every day last week one of the the video that got me last week one of the first videos I saw that really it just got me like bawling was there's that woman who was wearing all white spinning and then throwing her head up dancing in and the spinning. fire and and then but the way she danced there was a freedom in mm -hmm. how she danced mm -hmm. which was like it was almost this feeling of how many years of being held back and not being able to dance freely that was so like it, it just like it's making me tear up again thinking of the way she was dancing and that how unfair that the freedom has been taken for so long from yeah. all the women of Iran. And, and it was just, yeah, it's just and these images are unbelievable. And so many of them are so young. They're under 30. Yeah. And the, I believe I read some statistic today about the average age of a protester in Iran that's being killed is between like 18 and 20 or something like that. It's, you know, it's young hmm. people are also, not only are Iranians leading this movement, but women are leading this movement and young women and mm -hmm. young people are leading this movement. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they have never known what real mm -hmm. freedom is, because mm -hmm. they've all grown up after the revolution, um, and this thing that they're tasting now, it's almost like that energy that Gen Z energy yeah. of, I'm not gonna let you do this to me. Yeah. We're gonna, we're not gonna play by the rules anymore. Mm -hmm. The way other generations have tried to like circumvent certain things or let's protest peacefully. And no, there's definitely been non-peaceful protests too, sure. and as there should be, you have to disrupt the system when you mm -hmm. wanna change something. Mm -hmm. And especially when it's something that's unfair, there's no need to be peaceful about it. Um, but it's there, I feel like, yeah. that attitude is leading the charge as well yeah there's something up. yeah yeah it, in gen z gets a really bad rap about like oh they're in this they don't want to work hard or they don't you know there's a lot of yeah. these like uh, stereotypes but then they're yeah they're the ones that are like kind of this is not okay and it is interesting because they've never experienced an iran mm -hmm. that was different mm -hmm. i do think of course things like social media the internet lets them know how much okay this is not how it's supposed to be and people already know that so yeah. they know even if they've never experienced it this is they not what it. iran needs to be and what exactly. it should be um, and they are hard workers. Yeah. And, oh, I, yeah. The stereotype is there. But the stereotype's not, real. not right because no. I think what they do is they stand up for themselves and mm -hmm. say, "Well, no, this is this is exploitative, or I'm not going to stand for this because this isn't fair or just." Yeah. So I'm actually going to speak out about it, and I yeah. do think that um, there's a lot to learn from that boldness. Absolutely, I think yeah. There's a there's a voice of like you know there's always a new generation will challenge what we take for granted. Like, wait, yeah. why should it be this way? Right, and I think totally. they're doing that right now, and and I even wonder if they might be leading the charge or they're the ones that are helping circumvent some of these internet lockdowns, shutdowns. Like they're probably more aware of ways we can try to still communicate or connect um, with others. And so, yeah, I think that even in these last few years has, has, has changed. You know, what I've also noticed is like, you know, people in Iran have been, they've lost a lot of hope. And I think something the government has always done is hold the people down by not giving them a lot of 
hope, power, lots of things. But what they also create is people are so angry and have nothing to lose in a way. It's like staying in the society the way they have it there. Mm-hmm. It's like, what what do they have to lose because of that? So they've almost made them so powerless that now they're like, we don't care if we tear this whole thing down and rebuild it because there's Burn nothing here for us yeah. right now. You know? yeah. And so um, you're seeing this ang- and the anger is just so palpable, mm-hmm. understandable, and it's being expressed in this way. And I feel it from everyone I even talk to, they... You know, he sees videos and it brings up this anger that so many people even maybe didn't realize how much rage they had against what happened to them when they were in Iran. Maybe yeah. they've been gone for a long time. Yeah. But it's bringing up a lot of rage for people who are no longer even in Iran because of what they've experienced and what they're seeing. Um, Triggering moments. Yeah. It's interesting. And obviously I can name names, but there's people that I know um, with platforms who are artists who... I have never seen speak out before on certain things. Um, And I always kind of wondered, and I always thought, you know what, first of all, I don't know everybody's personal experience, so we can't judge. And I know some of these people grew up in Iran under this. And so it's like, I've talked to some of them. I know like when you leave, sometimes you leave with, um, you know, you've been told, okay, well, don't say anything bad when you're out Uh there. You know, the equivalent of that, obviously not in those words. Um, And or so they just kind of, I feel like they lived it for so long that we shouldn't expect them to say so much because they lived that pain and it's very triggering, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I've seen them explode with anger and they are constantly raising awareness and doing what they need to do um, for this situation, which is another way, another reason I feel like this time is different because more people who weren't involved in these things before are unifying and Mm -hmm. raising their voices. Oh, it it definitely feels different in that way. And speaking on raising voices you know you know there's we, there's little we can do but there's also a lot meaning that even though it's nothing compared to what people are going through and doing in Iran mm-hmm. we still want to make sure we're doing the most as far as what we can mm-hmm. um, one thing I know even during the commercial break you just got news about a protest here in Los Angeles for this weekend I believe on Saturday October 1st if I'm yeah, not mistaken yeah so this is um we are this big group started discussing this today um it's a unified effort by multiple iranian groups that are and include iranian american students iranian american citizens and celebrities um so it is going to be october 1st this this saturday in downtown la the location the exact location is to be determined and the exact time is to be determined but it's tentatively set for 11 a.m yeah so keep an eye out for that um, you know, we'll definitely things, post about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll be posting flyers, about it, so look yeah. out for it. But it's, yeah, because I mean, these things are all, it's like a dynamic process and people are trying to figure out what to do when. So, but look for that Saturday if you're in the Los Angeles area. And please look all over the world. There have been protests yeah. and people out there. And, you know, we have to sustain the effort because if it loses steam, yep. then it does become like the rest of the movements where it, you know, just doesn't become something that we want it to become. To piggyback off that, yeah. it, I think one of the main things that we need to remember and what I learned, it kind of clicked for me in this last two weeks, uh, week and a half, is we can't wait for people to care mm-hmm. and we can't wait for other people to, oh, okay, who's doing this and who's going to organize yeah. what? We have to do it. We have to organize. And that's what we're all doing is, oh, we're the ones that we're waiting for. Yeah. So make people care. Yeah. Show them why they should care and be so loud about it that they have to care. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, I I mean, I've experienced this in my life. You see it all the time where you kind of think like, well, I don't know how to do this yet, but it's like whatever people did the first time, they didn't know how they did it. They just did it. They just did it. things like this, there isn't like a playbook or an exact thing you have to follow. And you'll be... Yeah. So I was going to say, you'll be pleasantly surprised when you actually start making the effort. I believe that you um, attract 
that back to you. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're putting it out there and we want to do this and then you're getting calls and texts from different people like, hey, I want to be involved. How can I help? How can I? So it just starts taking form itself. Really, the thing that you need to do is take the first step. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think just do something, you know, like whatever it is, make a small step, but do something. Yeah. Showing up, you know, so many things, it is just about showing up. Like, I know a lot of people think, oh, there's protests. Like, if I go, well, there's people there. They're already there. Like, what difference? But, you know, if each one of us thinks that way, then no one shows up. It's kind of like what happens with like, voting, too, where it's like, oh, what, my vote doesn't determine. But it's like, mm -hmm. well, democracy is about every voice being heard. So make yeah. your voice heard and collectively we make a decision. Yeah. And so I think with these protests, just show up. Just be there and be part of the group. And then if many people do that, the size matters. If we see like a thousand people show up somewhere, five thousand people, people notice. People but if like notice. fifty people show up, it's a very different thing. And I did see a video of like a protest in Iran from like it was like pro government, and they. I mean, I shouldn't speak on it because I don't know the details. There was like twenty they people there. Photoshopped. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. They photoshopped the crowd. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that, that we don't want to need that for the rallies we're going to be doing. This and I don't weekend. think it's going to even be like that here because oh, the crowds have already been getting oh, larger yeah. and larger. Did you see Berlin? No. The other day, not. it is it was amazing. Oh, Berlin, amazing. um, um, uh, Toronto, Vancouver. Yeah. The Canadians have really stepped up, and the Europeans have too. So it's um, it's really amazing and beautiful to see. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, that's yesterday. My brother went to the Golden Gate Bridge. Up in oh the right, Bay area, in San Fran. Like yeah. That all across. You know, the he human said chain. It was amazing human yeah. chain. He said that was really cool. Yeah. So people, you know, wherever you are, look and and as Nazanin said. If there isn't something happening in your area, make there be something in your area. Plan something, just spread the word. These things are usually very Organize makeshift, it. guerrilla. They mm -hmm. happen like last minute sometimes even, but just plan it, make it happen. You know, make our voices heard. We have to be the voice of the voiceless and the people in Iran have had their voices, at least they're trying to quiet them. They're not quieted, but they're, yep. if we're not amplifying them at least, you know, it could ha have a negative impact in what they they can do and speaking on what else we can do you know um yeah there's posting and it does seem trivial but it can have an impact mm -hmm. going to protest organizing things talking to people anything else like I, that comes to your mind of things that people could do because people obviously they want to help they want to get right. involved and sometimes people just don't know what they can do right so any thoughts on what they can do other than of course keeping people educated and informed and sharing on social media um I think we should put pressure on our elected officials to mm -hmm. make statements, mm -hmm. to come out in solidarity with the people of Iran, to show um, the world and to show Iran's government that we're not just going to sit idly by and let you guys do this yep. to our people. Um, for example, uh, I don't believe as of an hour ago, I've seen anything from Eric, uh, Eric Garcetti or Governor Newsom. Mm -hmm. And considering that they preside over Los Angeles, which has the highest concentration of Iranians outside of Iran mm -hmm. in it, and a lot of us have voted for them, um, you would think they would make some sort of statement, yeah. and um, they should. It's been a week and a half. Yeah, I've seen Step some up, guys. American politicians, but not, I mean, many. Not a lot. Not a lot, but I've seen a few, but not many. And yeah, I think- And they're the taking too much of a hands-off approach, I have to say. The ones, some of the ones, Katie Porter did come out strong, um, and a few other names, but- AOC and yes. She yeah. did, and but the, the issue I have with mm. coming out, what AOC's statement was specifically, and some others that have made statements similar to hers, is they kept it to just the anti-compulsory hijab thing yeah. and made it about, oh yes, our women's rights and our bodies, which yes, that is a huge part of it Big, because yeah. women are not even uh, considered equal to men, mm -hmm. uh, literally in Iran mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and have to get permission for certain things like traveling and going to school. And um, they're missing the bigger picture, which is 
these people don't want to live under this oppressive government yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. And so they kept it just about the hijab. And that's why I'm saying it didn't go far enough. I'm glad I'm that they you. did. I'm very happy that they did. And I thank yeah. them for that. But I wish that they would go a little bit further with I, what they mean I by totally it. I totally agree with you. And we, this is something you touched on and we talked about is that, and also, of course, because they're American politicians, are always going to try to bring it back to some issue yep. that's about American politics. Right. And so sometimes they make these comparisons between the women's rights in the U.S. and women's rights there and how, you know, and like, yeah, they're both about women's rights. But we do want to be aware of like, it doesn't mean it's the same thing or the same struggle when you consider what people are going through and so I think that can almost muddy the message in a way when it's like oh look we're both going through something and it's like night and day different. You know? It is absolutely I agree with you on that totally you're 100% right it's the equivalent to me of um, me being at a Black Lives Matter protest and saying Black Lives Matter and somebody coming up to me and saying well all lives matter. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's not the same yes of course in America we, we all know what we've been going through with Roe v. Wade etc um, and keeping people out of our bodies but it's not the same as Iran because in Iran you can get murdered for not wearing a proper headscarf that mm -hmm. just doesn't happen in America. It's yep. not the same thing and what it does is again it kind of like you're it's you're taking attention away from what iranians are going through and their very specific mm -hmm. suffering and what they're asking for and you're kind of you're trying to make it center it about well and in, in the united states i'm i don't have patience for it I'm like yeah. i don't care i live mm -hmm. here and i'm telling you it's different so like we've talked about us here mm -hmm. in america always Everybody talks about us around, around the globe just because we're a dominant power. So mm -hmm. we already get an unfair advantage. So like use your voice for the voiceless right now. Don't yeah. make it about us. It's not about us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I think I've seen so many powerful messages. One is it says like, um, did you know that it's a crime to let your hair blow in the wind? And yeah. Want, you know, yeah. And so that's what we're talking about. It's not just yeah. like, you know, it's not something it's, it's something that should be so easy to you know as a right to have and it's not even granted to the women of iran so it is i think important to be aware of yeah there's levels to things yep. like this you know and so to not make it all seem like it's um one thing so we're at another commercial break again my guest tonight is nazani noor we'll be right welcome back again my guest tonight nazani noor and you know nazani you mentioned uh we were there, you, I think you. Were, I read that you were going to write an article for. Um, now I'm, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I apologize. It's a, a French bilingual newsletter, mm -hmm. uh, feminist German, journalism. It's Les Glorieuses. Oh, oui, mais oui. Something like that. Oui, oui. But I think you've already written this article, and it comes out Wednesday. Yes, I wrote it. Um, I sent it in on Thursday evening, and they will be publishing it this Wednesday. Okay, anything we should look for in that article or what it's about? Yeah, so um, they had contacted me through a friend of mine who's a journalist mm -hmm. and um, asked if I would be, they wanted to amplify Iranian voices. And so uh, they just asked me to speak about what happened in Iran with Masa Jinaimini mm -hmm. and um, if I had any personal experiences with it and how, how it feels, essentially. Mm. Kind of just like a personal essay but tying into all the events. So it's going to be about everything that's going on and kind of touches on the thing we talked about, the duality of being Iranian and American and that that trauma and guilt you feel yeah. while living here. And it, Yeah, it, you know, again, everyone's experience is unique, but there's also a collective, you know, type of experience as well. I was born in the United States mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Same. I was talking to you earlier today sharing that. So my name, Farid, which I actually love, even though it's hard for Americans to say, um, there's some funny stories related to that, but I'll leave it so at that for easy now. to say, though. You think so? Yeah. yeah. There's a there's story at the hospital where they couldn't say my name and they're like, I think you could have realized. Anyway. Oh, my God. But um, I was named after 
his name was Badiola Farid. He was mm-hmm. martyred mm-hmm. in Iran mm-hmm. for being a Baha'i mm. in, I think it was June 24th, 1981. I was looking him up earlier to, like, you know, I'd read about him, but see, so. That's you know, when he was martyred. He was martyred, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So about a year, I was born almost a year after that. Yeah. And so um, it, it's interesting, these, these ways that were connected, you know, so it's not to say my story is so connected, but. I think we feel connected in different ways and there's experience and there's this coming together. But yeah, for me, even I was thinking about that, that's my name in a way, my parents named me because of him and they thought he was a, a good man. And, you know, just so many things kind of happening at the same time. But my name in a way comes from because of this oppressive regime and what they've done so interesting. very early on in that regime. So there's, I think, ways that we connect to what's happening in different ways. Um, but I think we're all connected and that unity is going to be so important in making something happen. And so I hope yeah. that's another thing. I, I've also seen splinterings happen before in previous movements right? and where people want to make it about this message right. or that message. And then when that happens, you kind of like dilute it. And then it's, that's exactly the one. It's kind of like divide and conquer, right? So and that's how the attention dwindles, exactly. I feel like. Right, yeah. exactly. Because then people within, you know, you start fighting amongst yourselves. Right. About, no, actually, it should be this way or specific. Yeah. And so I really hope people recognize that I think there is a common, you know, desire here and yeah. a want. And that that can hopefully keep people together. And so if you see in the message isn't exactly what you like, just stay with it, stick behind it, because... It's never going to be exactly what you want, but there could be a bigger goal that we all have here. I just think it's also important to remember what the finish line looks like, yeah. which is to be a voice for Iranians inside of Iran mm-hmm. and listen to what they're saying that they yeah. want and amplify that. Not putting our own version of, we talked about this briefly earlier about how, listen, we all know the history of Iran and why we are where we are right now and what powers other powers and nations had a hand in meddling that got us to this point mm-hmm. that's just fact we all know it we can all be pissed off about it and it's it's real right yeah. but in my opinion it's just my opinion i don't feel like now is the time to try to remind everybody of this history lesson of hey let me tell you why we're in this because then again right. it takes the focus and then people start talking about how terrible american policies are which yeah a lot of them are they mm-hmm. have meddled in so many countries and we all know they've staged coups in our own country but again the point of this is listen to what iranians inside of iran are saying they want this regime gone they want to live free let's focus on that message because that's something we can all be unified yeah. on no matter what political ideology we have and that's what's going to keep us united yeah and you know even when you talk about unity I've, you know, seeing these protesters in Iran is just like inspiring is like too small a word. Too small, yeah. But, you know, and like, but the chance, like, right, there's chance that, why do we have chance? Because they kind of bring us together. They, mm-hmm. they energize, you know, like, Zan Zendegi Azadi, yeah. woman, life, freedom. Which I do want to note yes. comes from a Kurdish saying. Oh. Um, it's, uh, I can't remember how to say it. It's Jinjian. Oh, that's right. I've yes. heard people say that. And they they yeah. co-opted that from and that. And Maso Amini was Kurdish. And her name it was, was G- her Kurdish name was Gina. Yeah. Yes. So we don't want to erase that. That's right. And so I think that, you know, but we see that unity in the messaging and the, and, and they, they're, the chance like, when they're saying like, you know, Natarsid, Natarsid, Mohammed. Mohammed's It's yeah. like this feeling of like, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. And so, but they're, they're, they have to be unified. It's the only be. way you can make an impact. And so when you're unified, it doesn't mean exactly the same. No differences in any way. It, it just, just means, means the have, goal is the same. Yeah. yeah. And so I hope, you know, 
us as the voice outside. We don't get caught up in, well, you know, but I want to make sure mm-hmm. this, or we better make sure we talk, like you're saying, like yeah. how bad America was in creating this. Yeah, like, yeah. There's that, and that's very important. Yeah. The time for a lot of these things. Of course. And to tease all of that apart and to make mm-hmm. sure it's part of like our understanding of what has happened. Of and the what broader picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, for now, I think it's so important to make sure we, we come together. And, and, you know, this is actually maybe sidetrack, but... I'm an, I was born in the United States, but Iranian background. But something I do see, unfortunately, in the Iranian community, you see, in, you know, really in any community, but there is a lot of splintering of, well, even like what city are you from or what like this, you, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that just has hurt us in different ways. But I hope and I have seen it that people are coming together that mm-hmm. we realize that that's never going to be the way we get to something better and that unity is going to be the only way we get to where we want to. Like you said, that finish line, yeah. which is that we can't let this government continue to be the government of of our country i love seeing that islamic republic versus iran have you seen that yeah with the picture of the police forces with in front of the protesters yeah and that's really what it is it's really what it is Mm -hmm. yeah the people of iran i mean that's it's just this is power is such a interesting concept and political power and what you see in iran is the almost all the people don't like want something, but mm-hmm. there are some people that have the power and still it's just so hard to overcome that to the point where it's just still there are the ones in power. It's like it's like just obvious what's happening there is that the people don't want what's happening, but the people in power want it. And so they're really fighting. To they make will do whatever change. they can to cling to that, of yeah. course, including shutting off the Internet so that they can kill citizens with impunity, which is what they've done in the past. And that's what they're doing now with, you know, like we said, as of this morning, and the numbers that we know are reported are 60. Yeah. So, and that doesn't count so many that have been injured. I mean, you see 10 year olds. So, yeah. That video of that 10 year old with like bullets. The in young her. girl that was, yeah, yeah she got hit. <laughs> and the people that are getting the pellets in the back mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, people are showing them their pictures with uh, no shirt on. And yeah, everyone's getting hit as they're, which means you're getting hit as you're running away, by yeah, the way. I hope right, everybody remembers that. Right. Yeah. I saw a video of this guy. I think he got shot in the face and he was speaking about how don't be afraid, like come out in the streets. Yeah. And the, I mean, you're just seeing some incredible images of heroic bravery, courage. And so we want to make sure we're, we're supporting them as much as we can. But yeah. going back to this, you know, the government, it's just so sad that you can see it's not about they're not serving the people. It's no. for themselves. Yes. And that's so clear. You Can know? I make one point Please. about that as well? There are government officials in Iran whose children have been sent abroad yeah. to Europe and in America. And they get to live here freely. Their pictures are on social media. They're wearing what we wear. They're partying like we party. The laws don't apply to them. So why are they getting to act in ways that their citizens are getting murdered for back mm-hmm. in Iran? That mm-hmm. is hypocrisy I mean yeah. the epitome of hypocrisy and yeah. it's very infuriating to see oh yeah I mean and it just shows like they know they're creating a country that isn't good for the people right that yeah they want to send because they're sending away. their own kids abroad yeah, yeah so why, why aren't they staying in Iran if yeah. it's if you've made it so great for Iranians exactly. why are your kids gone yeah and I think power is something that we you know to me it's a big thing to even look at when you put it in the hands of few when you put it in the hands of people who want power because it serves them you get you know, this kind of a mess that we, we currently have there. Um, you know, I've seen you post so many things about how people can like keep spreading the voice or keep spreading the word of mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you feel like you want to see more of or people can do to get the word out even more? I really wish more of our non-Iranian mm-hmm. friends and people um, 
in government with large platforms in yeah. various fields would come out and stand with us. I do feel like when it comes to the Middle East, I've seen this and I've heard this firsthand from people here that, oh, oh yeah, well, well that stuff happens there. And it's so infuriating to hear and also really sad. Yeah. It's like, well, why does that? So does it not count because it doesn't happen here because it happens in the Middle right. East? And do you know why it's happening in the Middle East? Which is, again, goes back to the whole thing. Right. Because other foreign powers have intervened. So, yeah. you know, how could you not stand with us? And why why is it OK for human rights abuses to occur in places where there's more brown and black people? Mm -hmm. But as soon as it happens where there's more white people, mm -hmm. everybody cares. Very different narrative. Yeah. I mean, look at how many people came out in support of Notre Dame being burned yeah. in France. A picture of like their semester abroad. I yeah. mean, right. What we all, not we, but people change their profile pictures to a church or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Cathedral. And, people, and there's people, you know? yeah, dying. And I mean, there's even people the, dying and being shot in the streets and we can't, we can't say anything about it. Even like, I mean, you know, people talk about the queen died around the same time that Massa was killed and yeah. that, that was getting, you know, so these are, you know, these are things that exist in the world. They are partially the realities. We have to accept that we have to deal with them. Now. Yes. Yes. But it is something important. And you, know, you mentioned, I even realized myself. I had the sense like, oh, well, only Iranians are going to care about this. So I don't think I was telling enough of my non-Iranian friends at the beginning. And then yeah. I was like, wait a second. No, pe people care. And we and you have to also help them care because they won't you care unless you tell care. them. You know, we hear about people. There's 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 things happening all across the world. Injustices, of course. Right. And so until someone makes you, you know, aware it, of it and care about it, I, I will say I'm very lucky that I, you know, I there's a lot of my friends that are not Iranian uh, that have been sharing and posting. And I had one of my friends, uh, Chris. And he posted something today and he was like, I, I post about things that I care about, about people that I also have personal connections to. And Nazanin is my friend and she's Iranian. So I pay attention to Iranian issues. And I know this is big on her heart and her mind. So I'm going to share. And also she was always and still is so strong in support of us and our movements, um, Black Lives Matter and mm -hmm. just fighting for racial equality and social justice. So, you know, the least we can do is also stand up for her people mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it is yeah. and it's not about like tit for tat like I did this will you do that it's not about that it's we should all stand up for any time there's injustice yeah. because if you're gonna get if there's gonna be human rights abuses in Iran and you don't talk about it guess what that means that can come here mm -hmm. that can come to another country that you know more about or care about yeah injustice it's, anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere as Martin and Luther King we, yeah. said and we are not free until we are all free exactly and that's the real that's the reality and if you care about human rights that the first word is very important they're human humans any yes any human rights yes. being violated is something that you want to care about and say something about and yeah i have been really uh touched by how many non-iranians have talked about it though yeah, over time absolutely and especially recently and you're seeing that it really is gaining a momentum where it almost feels like it's becoming one of those things where you it maybe is good where people feel bad if they don't talk about it, like non-Iranians. Yeah, people are getting guilted. Yeah. Well, the biggest, I think, one again, we can't judge, I know, but mm -hmm. it still gets very frustrating to see Iranians, especially those with a platform who have built their careers off of the support of Iranians mm -hmm. now being silent. Mm -hmm. oh, we should talk about um, Sardar Osmun. Um, footballist yeah. from Team Ali who came out and with a yes. really strong statement. And, uh, you know, I was so pleasantly surprised because mm -hmm. everybody does, 
want to hear from them. Mm -hmm. And we all understand the tough position they're in, but look at the tough position the entire country is in too, you know? You gotta stand for something. And I I was really um, proud of him. Yeah, I saw that, that. and it, because I mean, the World Cup's less than two months away, and he could lose his career. I mean, and more, put on I, line. I don't know what's going to happen. But I, I can't imagine being on the team after making a statement against. I mean, who knows? And then have people not say it back. Yeah, you and know. I think I saw. Now, don't quote me on this, mm-hmm. but someone was telling me today that some of the the soccer player, his teammates, unfollowed him after he made some of these. I read it. I didn't go check. Yeah, I didn't check. I either, will go check I because that. I do want to check. Yeah, but I heard that, and I it, I wouldn't totally surprise me because there is like a you better show you're not with him kind of. I'm sure right. the pressure that they have. And on that note too, former. Yes. I mean, he's still a star, Ali but Karimi. former. Yes, Ali Karimi, who mm-hmm. used to play for Timeli, has been so outspoken. Yeah. And bravo to him. Mm-hmm. Bravo to him. And that's again, that's bravery because these men actually can be jailed, killed. Mm-hmm. Look what Face happened to Navid Afkari. Hmm. Um, you know, he was in jail for trumped up charges. This is a little bit different because they're just, you know, they're making, not just, but they're making statements mm-hmm. so they can't be charged with that type of thing, but they can charge them with a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. What's the big one they always do in Iran? Uh, something about trying to corrupt the moral decency or something of the Islamic Republic, you know. I mean, it's almost good that you said that. They just so make up things. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nonsensical it's and of, uh, I don't even know what it, yeah. it, it is, but yeah, no, no, I mean, that's, you're right. There's Kudos so many people. Kudos to them yeah. is what I mean. Courage, you know, let's be inspired by others' courage, mm-hmm. especially those in Iran, which we'll never be able to touch. No, Close to what they're doing, yeah. but what can we do to be courageous in our own ways? Mm-hmm. I hope people will keep talking about it, keep posting, be consistent. Talk to your Iranian Talk friends Iranian if you need, friends, because I also Iranian know some friends. people hesitate because they feel, well, I'm not educated on this topic. And I am telling you, we would love to tell you about it. Just ask us. And no yeah. one's going to be mad at you or upset. There's plenty of things I don't know about. Plenty of countries whose governments yeah. I don't know a lot about. So, you know, and ask about it. plenty about this situation I don't know about. Yeah. But people can, you know, don't think you have exactly. to know the whole right. A to through Z or Aleph through whatever the last letter is in Farsi that's just how bad my Persian is <laughs> to know that you can like say something say, I can't even speak the language and I can talk you about can. it but I've been reading a little bit you know it's actually been good for my reading to see all these posts but I do want to appreciate you for coming on but also as I mentioned people have probably seen you've been super active from the beginning of posting reposting posting at people's messages I've seen you post like voice notes from yeah. people who are trying to get their message because the internet is shut down and so I appreciate what you're doing and you'll continue doing and I hope other people will follow suit and continue. If you're in LA, October 1st, come downtown. The details are still being made but not not clear yet. Um, but Nazani Noor, thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. And like I said earlier, Vazi Fama is my responsibility and my job. So I hope that we can yes. all stand together and do this and, together. And we stand with the people of Iran. We do. And we send you our love and regards but more than that we will continue to make our support heard for you again thank you to Nazani Noor and thank you to Ghazali here in the studio you've been listening to In Session with Dr. Farid Alakwi be kind and take risks have a wonderful night